BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday. Claude, do you have a song for us? Mm, None none are really coming to mind. Oh, wait. (laughs) Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. That's right, everyone. We made it to the end of a treacherous week, the first week back for a lot of people at work after the Christmas and holiday season. You did it. You did it. Congratulations. It's only 11 a.m., but go grab a drink. For sure, go grab a drink. I'm like, I keep forgetting that it's Friday, and every time I remember, I'm like, wow, what a treat. It doesn't feel like Friday for me because I had, you know, a really unstructured week, mm-hmm. but it's Friday no matter how you slice it. No. And I'm, I'm really so thrilled. Do you know what the best feeling is? Is like, not, I'm not saying that you did this, but like, there are certain weeks where like you slack off or like you call in sick, and then you get a Friday and like you don't really feel like you deserve it, but like it still counts. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. But it also makes up for all those other Fridays where you worked so hard and Friday did not come fast enough. Rebecca Black was just taking her time. It all comes out in the wash. It does. So congratulations to everyone listening for, first of all, having having amazing taste in podcasts. And second of all, making it to Friday. We're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. We're so proud of ourselves. And I am proud of myself. I'm just going to give a little smoothie cleanse update. Oh, please do. I'm, I'm actually curious to know, like, you didn't eat. Like, what is that like? Can't relate. Okay, well, you eat. You make a big smoothie in the morning. You ration it out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you can snack on fruits and veggies throughout the day. Oh, so it's, like unlimited, it's okay. technically? Like, yeah, she never uses the word unlimited in her book, but, she, you know, within, within reason, reason. Like, grab a snack. Yeah. But I, so yesterday I was actually doing really good and I figured like it's the first day. It's probably the easiest because I still have all that pasta in my belly from the night before, you right. know. But then around like eight o'clock, I got the worst migraine Ugh. of all time. Like of all the migraines I've ever got, this one was the absolute worst and like I, I had to go to sleep at like 8.45, so I had to watch Southern Charm in the morning because I couldn't look at like any lights. I tried my magical pills, and they didn't work while I was awake, but while I slept, I woke up feeling like so much better. Mm-hmm. But like, if that happens again, I don't know if I'll be able to push through and continue with this journey, but I do think it's just my body going through withdrawals. Like, where's the sugar? Where's the processed foods? Where's yeah. the caffeine? Well, I can say like, I get migraines a lot, and two of my triggers, one are like lack of sleep by like four o'clock, like I will be dead migraine central and then also on the very rare occasion like I forget to eat um that is a trigger for my migraine so like it, I don't know you, you might be in trouble no I know but maybe that was just like it passing through the first time I, I just want to say like if this is happening every night like I'm gonna have to stop the yeah. smoothie cleanse because it's torture and I just felt so bad for sweets like I couldn't really be there for him yeah. last night in the way that he needed me to be because like mommy 
was sick. Yeah, no, honestly, like when your juice cleanse starts affecting your ability to parent, I think that I just think it's something to talk about, you know, with your with your family. I completely agree. So I just want to say, like, I I have every intention of keeping this up, but like it might be beyond my control if that no, happens. No, I understand. So that's where I'm at. I have today's smoothie looks even grosser than yesterday's, does it not? Yeah, that's that's really fucking chunky. And not to like the color is no, the really- color is like reminiscent <laughs> of something I have dropped in a toilet <laughs> on a day where I just wasn't feeling well. Stop. Stop. Um. Well. Congrats. Like, we're really proud of you here. We're, we're, Thank you. we're supporting you. We're doing what the book says. And what's really exciting is that if all goes according to plan, like by Monday, the next time you guys hear from me about this, I'll be on day five. Like, I'll be halfway through. Yeah. For us, That's it's exciting. easy. For you, like, good luck with the weekend. I know, but I'm just going to try and sleep a lot. I started Bridgerton. I only got to episode three before the migraine forced me to turn off my television. Tell me what you think about it, though. So it, I just think it's like so awesome. It, isn't know? it like In, gorgeous? It's gorgeous. Like, it's just like this utopian world, and it's just so beautiful, stunning, and smart, honestly. In the first episode, I, I just felt like I was going to have trouble getting into it because, it, like, my heart wasn't in it yet. Yeah. But it, it, fear not, because Bridgerton, like, will bring your heart into it. Yeah, no, and Lady Whistledown just, like, knows how to lure you in. Yeah, Lady Whistledown, like, I'm really excited to find out who she is. I'm assuming that's, like, a big storyline. Well, you'll see. I don't want to. Maybe she does. Don't, maybe she doesn't. Don't tell me anything. But anyways, it's really good and just, like, some actual premium content when, like, we watch so much garbage. Yeah, and, like, in the last, you know, six to eight months, I think we've really lowered our bar for what we consider premium content just because we're so bored and we've watched everything on television. And Bridgerton was, like, a reset back to my old standards. Like, this is phenomenal acting, gorgeous scenery, amazing storylines. Like, everything about it is premium 10 out of 10. And we haven't had that in a while because we've just been, like, lowering our bar to watch things like Emily in Paris, you know? Yes, I do know. Even I though know. the more I've sat with Emily in Paris, like, I kind of miss her. No, I don't miss her one bit. Like, the more I sit and think about her, like, the more upset I am. Yeah. By, like, all of the potential of that show, and then it was just squandered. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say Emily in Paris. I meant to say, I meant to say Emily in Paris. Oh, LOL. Um, so we have an amazing show for you guys today, obviously. Not much happened in the world of celebrity pop culture, but there were a few things we need to talk about. And last night's Southern Charm, which I was feeling really conflicted about my feelings. You know when you feel a certain way about a show and like you want to feel the other way, but like you just can't get yourself to feel that way? And I feel like maybe the way that I feel is kind of unpopular. Ooh, but that I, would be new for us. Yeah, I just like <laughs> cannot find it in my heart to like support Danny Baird. <laughs> She's so hard to like champion. I totally agree. And, and I totally agree. You know, I'll get into it. I don't want to like start yeah. a spiral, but like she was bothering me so much. I know because like she's had like a few opportunities to really like s- like say what she needs to say and and make so- and like and do get something. it out there. Like, and by no, the way, and, like, do something. She's had months to like script to herself like what she wants to say to Catherine, and what came out was just like not English. No, like, and the first time on the beach that she tried, it was just, like, a travesty. Her emotions, you know what, I actually... The second time, like, she wound up saying words, but, like, I can't imagine that's what she meant to say because they... That's not a reason to not speak to your friend. A hundred percent. Like, I'm sorry you feel lonely. That's an offensive to me. No, it's like, I'm sorry you feel lonely, period. Like, what can I do to help? Like, it was just... We'll get into it, and that whole day was just, like, an absolute torture 
chamber. Like, it looked horrible. Oh, my God, that was lit. It was Scary Island. Yeah. Um, but before that, Jackie and I have a fabulous show planned for you guys where we just intend to be hilarious. So if you would let us do that, I think it might be time. I think it might be time to deliver the fast side stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm feeling really nauseous. Do you want nauseous. to pause? I'm feeling really nauseous. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to hurl. Today's episode <laughs> is brought to you by Bruch. I'm fu- getting like grosser. I fucking love Bruch. Everyone knows we love Bruch. I went to the dentist and she was like, your brushing is amazing. Are you using an electric toothbrush? And I said, yes, doc. It's the Bruch, which is the best electric toothbrush on the market for a multitude of reasons. One, I think it's the most reasonably priced. Two, it's so beautiful. I've seen some ugly, like bulky electric toothbrushes that sit on your counter and just like take up space. But you, you're going to want to have this brush on your countertop because it's sleek. It comes in a variety of colors. We have the pink one, a magnetic charging station that's just like elegant, very Elon Musk. I feel like he was very influential in the design of the brush. 100%. So the brush itself has six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. It also has a four-week battery life with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. The battery lasts forever. So like if you're going on a trip for even like two weeks, you don't have to bring the charger. Um, they also offer a subscription program so you can never forget to change your brush head because they'll ship you new replacement heads every six months so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head. Um, the sleek design of the electric toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design and it comes in trend-driven dri- trend seasonal colors and looks great on your bathroom counter. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Bruce is redefining what it means to have a perfect smile because a healthy smile is a perfect smile, 100%. So if you want to get 15% off your brush, check out the toothbrush kit, which is great for travel and just has everything you need in the kit. Um, You can use the promo code TOAST at brush.com. Brush is spelled B-R-U-U-S-H.com, and that promo code again is TOAST for 15% off. Again, that's 15% off using promo code TOAST at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. One of our favorites here. Check it out. Check it out. Okay, first story. Jeffree Star is shutting down those Kanye West dating rumors for once and for all. I knew it. Jeffree Star is just as shocked by those rumors as you all are. The beauty influencer finally revealed the truth about the viral TikTok video that claimed he was having an affair with Kanye, even though the rapper remains married to Kim Kardashian. Yeah. He posted a tell-all video on YouTube yesterday called Addressing the Kanye Situation, in which he called the allegations, quote, the dumbest shit I've ever read in my life. He said, I woke up and my phone was blowing up and I'm like, oh my God, what in the scandal is going on today? I honestly had no idea, right? I'm keeping to myself. I'm living in this beautiful state. I'm loving life. He said he got a million texts and phone calls and inquiries from news outlets about the rumors and he shut them down saying, I'm single. I'm not sleeping with anyone. I like very tall men. Me and Kanye have never hung out and this whole thing is really funny. Okay. Well, obviously I think we said that yesterday. Like I never for one minute thought that this particular rumor was true, especially when Jeffrey posted that Instagram about Sunday service, like obviously playing into the rumors um, and like wanting just to like get some clout before he cleared it up, which I totally understand and respect. Um, I never thought this was true. I do think this is like a funny pop culture saga, but I do think it's strange how like in one, this whole rumor started really because of this TikTok that went like completely viral. And this girl Mm -hmm. who went viral on TikTok is known for being like a prankster, a troublemaker. She's the girl who licked the toilet bowl and then like got coronavirus. Remember? Oh God. So it's like, I, I hate that. I hate that you can just like say something on the internet regardless of what it is. It could be something good about someone, bad about someone, defamatory. And, like, it just picks up steam and becomes truth. Like, there's there's a part of me that, like, although this is funny, like, feels very unethical. 
Yeah, I feel that. Like, that it just, without any burden of proof, like, just became the fact. And if Jeffrey hadn't spoken out about it, like, we might... And if he hadn't posted that Sunday service thing to begin with, and then this video, like, I think that people would still very much be wondering if it was true. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think he handled it perfectly in terms of, like, you know the post and the video, like he got an extra YouTube video up. Yeah. Um, that's like really funny. And imagine like waking up and like reading this about yourself. That's completely untrue. Yeah. And it's just like, what in the world? So now there's another, um, beauty guru, Cole Carrigan, who's like a big male beauty influencer who is coming onto TikTok saying like, you know, the rumors about Kanye dating a beauty guru are true. It's just not Jeffree Star. And he's, like, posting various receipts, like, of Kanye's bodyguard um, texting him, saying, like, yeah, he wants to meet, setting him an NDA. This guy seems, like, so thirsty, like, the opposite of Jeffrey, like, literally chasing this clout. I don't I don't know what to believe. I don't really believe it because they— So w- this guy's saying it's, like, himself? Right. Like, this rumor about Kanye, you know, hooking up with a beauty guru was true. It just wasn't Jeffree Star. It was this guy, Cole. Oh, wow. I mean— that's so thirsty because like but I understand yeah. the thirst like I'm literally about to make a TikTok saying like it was me it was me yeah like <laughs> I'm the beauty guru yeah well no because either it's like totally untrue or like he was having a relationship with Kanye and just sold him down the river right and they do say that like you know every rumor has like an ounce of truth to it so like maybe this was just really misconstrued in the Jeffree Star rumor and they just got their beauty gurus confused yes or maybe like the term beauty guru is very um you know, flexible. And I'll tell you who is a beauty guru, Kim Kardashian. Wow. Yes. And you know what? I feel like a little weird talking about this story because as much as it's like salacious gossip, at the end of the day, if any of it is true, you are outing someone and that feels wrong. Yeah. So I'm going to stop talking about it now. Okay, well, that's great, because we're moving on. Kim Kardashian attends Bible study amid impending divorce from Kanye. So, like, one, this headline makes me think, like, oh, my God, she's seeking out a new church because she's leaving Kanye. But then the story is based on an Instagram story that she posted saying, when Kourtney Kardashian and I show up matching in our skims to Bible study. No, I think it's crazy that, like, people's Instagram stories become worldwide news. But Kim hasn't said much of anything or posted anything since these conversations started happening. So I do believe this to be noteworthy. Like, all she's been doing is posting workouts and now Bible study. And that does no, seem like the life of someone who's going through a divorce. I No, but she's always been super religious. I just feel like there's... in The fact that she's going to Bible study at once makes me think, like, she's switching churches because her husband has a church. Right. But then it's like, she probably... I feel like a lot of times when people are going through something, they, like, start posting Bible quotes yeah. or whatever. Or it's just, like, a nice thing to post in general. And it's like, now she can't even post about the Bible. Because well, it's been... I've never been to, like, a Bible study for, like, a church because I'm obviously Jewish. But if I learned anything from Bible study um, when Tamara Judge went on Real Housewives of Orange County, it really doesn't have much to do with your church. So it couldn't have anything to do with leaving Kanye's church. I think it's, like, when women are – I think it's, like, usually, like, groups of women get together, like, with their friends and study Bible, like, share verses, like, what they've learned. I don't think you necessarily need, like, a pastor. A hundred percent. So she could still be a part of Kanye's church. So what, at the end of the day, like, this is a nothing burger. Oh, it's the biggest nothing burger with lettuce, tomato, and cheese. And a sprinkle of whatever sauce. And a little Beyond Meat. Yum. Yum. I just wanted to make it so that you could eat it. 
<laughs> oh my god, thank you, but I'll eat it in nine days. She's not giving us anything, and there will be a moment where she talks, and until then, like, any news from, like, you'll never believe what Kim Kardashian liked on Instagram, like, I will not be taking that as gospel until I just hear straight from the queen's mouth. We are the sorry people. We are the sorry people. She is the queen. Like, we can sturm and drang all we want, but until the queen speaks to the sorry people, I have nothing to say. I agree. I totally agree. I just want, like, yeah, I agree. Moving on. Yeah, can I just say one thing about today and yesterday's episode? Sure. Because I realized yesterday, like, I was really, like, talking a lot more. I mean, I always talk a lot and, like, talk over you, but I think more than usual. And I felt myself doing it today already, but I just need to say it's because for Tuesday and Wednesday, like, I was really just, like, driving the ship and, like, trying to be funny and then also, like, move things along with Ben and, like, you know, make sure Ben doesn't say anything crazy. So I'm just, like, coming out of that um, pattern, and I apologize in advance to you and the listeners. No worries. I hadn't noticed, honestly. I felt like I said a lot yesterday, too. Oh, good. Okay, okay. I felt like I was, like, just stomping all over everyone. (laughs) I didn't notice. But that's how I feel just, like, every day. It's good. My smoothie cleanse is making me, like, so tired. I I can't... I won't even put up a fight. I'll pick up where you drop off. (laughs) Okay. And by the way, my smoothie cleanse, like, actually isn't making me tired. I feel the same. I'm just just going to say, the whites of your eyes look, like, exactly the same. (laughs) Stop. Okay, you're going to see me on Monday. But it's only day one. It's only day one. You're going to see me on Monday, and we're going to see. Because, like, it is only day one, and I feel like by Monday, my body will be like, oh, something's different. Yeah. Well, you know, Bruce was the only sponsor of today's episode, so I would be remiss, devastated, and heartbroken if I didn't take this opportunity to promote my book, which comes out so fucking soon, you guys. January 26th, pre-order is available. And I know some of you might be waiting to order on the week of, and that's totally fine, but For a new author, some of you might not know this, pre-order numbers need to be, like, really strong in order to get into bookstores, like Barnes & Noble. They'll put me at the back, like, if nobody buys my book. So I just could really appreciate all the the love on the pre-order. And if you're looking to buy an e-book or an audio book or the hardcover, they're all available for pre-order. And if you want the links, it's growwithnojob.com slash book. It's a fabulous book, a lighthearted laughter, a joyous occasion, a funny book, a, a sentimental book, a quite emo book sometimes. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I think if you still have some questions about, you know, who is Claudia like what is she all about like anything you want answered is answered in the book like once and for all it's all put in there so check it out girlthnojob.com slash book love it okay next story a little TNN queen news yes TNN making news Real Housewives of New Jersey's Margaret Joseph says her husband was hospitalized after the entire family got COVID. In a recent Instagram video, Joseph's and her Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget podcast co-host Lexi Barbudo. Yes, Margaret. I know. But the news is sad. Yeah. Shared that they had been offline in recent weeks due to their COVID-19 diagnosis. Quote, we've been MIA and we've had COVID. The entire family. We didn't want to talk about it during Christmas because who wants to talk about COVID during Christmas? Fair. She added before sharing that they have all since tested negative and are better now. But Joe Benigno was in the hospital, which is like so scary. Um, love Margaret so much. If you want to hear more about her journey through all of this, she did a big podcast episode on her podcast, which is on our podcast network so check it out it's called caviar dreams tuna fish budget with margaret josephs um but i love margaret she's a pjom and so is joe and i just like i am covid's like so crazy um but also like when you hear about someone um older getting it like it really puts into perspective like how scary it can be and you know who else was in the hospital for covid is deandra from real Housewives of dallas yes i saw that i believe she's out now but she was there for a long time it's really scary like that is so scary and just sending prayers her way and margaret's way margaret's a queen and 
Of course she beat COVID. She's a queen. Yeah, totally. I'm really happy to hear the good news, and it's very, like, big of them to speak about it, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of... who wants to. Right, exactly. I, I think I, a lot of people are, like, struggling privately with COVID because there's, like, so much shame associated with catching it, even though it's, like, a pandemic. Right, right. Right, that's why it's so bad. It's, like, crazy contagious. Yeah. No, it's it's really crazy, but... We love her. I love Margaret. It, the, reading like about her and thinking about her again, like I'm really excited for Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes. And you know, a lot of things are coming to an end, I've realized. I feel like our Housewives Bravo plate has been so full, but now Potomac's over. Next week is OC reunion. Next week, is, I mean, OC finale. Next week is Southern Charm finale. So I feel like some things are just like, the books are cl- like, the chapters are closing. Yes, but I also feel like Bravo has been inundating us with Housewives and like everybody's plates are full. And I just read that the premiere numbers for Real Housewives of Dallas were really shitty. I, like I read 0. that too. And I think, and no, by Jackie, the way, you I didn't would, read I, it. We both follow Christian Grace now on Instagram. Yes, so that's where I read it. Yeah. He, I read it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made it sound like you read, like, the TV articles. No, I will, like we said, I will never understand how ratings work and how many people watch a show, so I just need someone to break it down. So me. I think point three three four is, like, 300,000 people. No, I, I think so, too. That's, that one seemed clear. That's crazy low, because, like, Beverly Hills in Atlanta get, like, 2 million. No, I know, but I think, I mean, one, maybe Dallas has a problem, but... Two, I think people are just really housewife fatigued right now. Yeah. And to come into the new year, like, right off the heels of Potomac Reunion and, like, all these other shows with a, a, a new franchise, like, we need a fucking break. Yeah. And the, I just watched the premiere of Dallas, and I thought it was so good. Me too. And so it's not the quality of the show no. that's suffering. I think they're programming, like, they need to get their foot off the gas a little bit because I am struggling to keep up. I think it's just and has I a can't lot be to... Deal. And it's my job. So yeah. imagine if you were watching for leisure. Like, at a certain point, it's no longer leisurely. No, not at all. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like, so much of production being halted because of COVID, and now, like, everything's just, like, catching up. And it definitely feels heavier in the last, you know, five, six months than it ever has. Like, I don't remember ever having, like, this much Bravo to watch every night, sometimes two, three hours. Yeah, so I think if they're having, like, ratings um, issues, it's that. Yeah, and, like, now Dallas is, like, Dallas is now coming on, like, after OC, after Beverly Hills, after Potomac, after Atlanta. It's, like, enough already. Yeah, so I think that, like, that's why it didn't do well, but that's just my two cents. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, ready for our next story? Yes. Amazon is shuttering Prime Pantry, an early online grocery initiative. That's very sad. I use them all the time. I know, but you know what I use now instead? I realized Prime Now, which gives you your groceries like now. You know what I use, which is probably why Prime Pantry closed down because I was their like only customer. Uber Eats, at least in Manhattan and I think a few other major cities, has a groceries capability. So like how you would normally order takeout, you can order groceries from local grocery stores. And it's crazy fast. Under 90 minutes, delivery, $3.99. Like that's unbeatable. That's unbeatable. So I feel like this like gro- e-grocery is really the new um, competitive market. And Amazon is, is reorganizing their portfolio because Prime Pantry um, – will now be like folded into just like the general amazon.com but now that i think about prime pantry it's like i don't want my groceries coming through the mail no i like when it's like a local courier service yeah of course like i don't need my eggs in a cardboard box no but to be honest like 
I feel when you said that like grocery delivery is going to be like the new competitive market, I feel like people for years have been like trying to figure it out. Like Instacart was like a good one, but then they like, they still do it, but they do like another, like a Postmates, like no one can really nail grocery delivery in major cities. And I don't know why. And I think the closest I've come to like the perfect formula is the Uber Eats grocery delivery. I'm afraid that like people don't use it and it'll be shut down. So like, please use it. And it's also a great way to support local grocery stores. Yes, definitely. And I think Prime Now is the same thing. I actually just used Prime Now the other day, and I ne- actually need more groceries for my cleanse. I think I'll do Uber Eats Grocery. Yeah, try it out and let me know what you think. It's funny because... I know, I, I've done it before. I just, like, have forgotten about right. it. Right. You know? It's funny because I feel like in quarantine, there's definitely created more of a demand for grocery delivery. You know, people trying to limit their, you know, time spent outside of their home and, and exposing themselves. But, like, for me, like, I literally hate going to the grocery store. Like, I have been in search of a grocery delivery service like since I was 12 but not for me so I feel like now is a great time to just like be me <laughs> you know yeah I know that's my favorite TikTok sound by the way you guys call an ambulance call an ambulance call an ambulance but not for me iconic that's yeah not a lot of them like resonate with me especially since I don't really I'm not really up with the TikToks anymore but that one is a premium sound you're not a talker I'm not a talker, um, but you never know. Like, she could always come back. You know, I literally went viral on TikTok the other day. It's like s- nothing better. No feeling what greater. What were you doing? What were you doing there? Um, that is a good question. Oh, I'm FaceTiming you, so I can't see my phone, but um, my friend's one went crazy viral. Oh, and then um, the girl in the bikini and then, like, me eating a chip witch. Did you see that? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Iconic. The people of TikTok love me. But, like, I'm crawling <laughs> to 100,000. Literally, for the last six months, I've taken to go to from 90 to 100K. Please follow me on TikTok, you guys. Girl with no job. Like, I need the love. You just got to do something, like, big and bold. But, like, I've gone – since, literally, I've been trying to hit 100K, I've gone viral, like, four times. And one of them was really big. Like, the Friends one was, like, 800,000 views. But, like, yeah, I just you, can't get followers. It's crazy. Like, I'm at 97. Like, I just want to get to 100 so I can be legitimate. Oh, you're, you'll get there. And stop you're being close. embarrassed, like, with my digital friends, you know, who have, like, 5 million. Do you have digital friends who have 5 million on TikTok? I mean, I like to think that I do, yeah. Okay. I don't know like, if I could, like, name you? anyone, but <laughs> I definitely feel like I, I have a friend or two who has so many TikTok followers, for sure. Who's big on the top. Well, you know what? Actually, Francesca Farrago from... Too Hot to Handle is, like, big on TikTok, and I just got added to her close friend story, so I think that counts. Okay, we're going to take it. We're going to take the win. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yes. Yes, I am. It's a, it's a little rebranding news because Burger King's identity is getting a whopper of a refresh with its first new logo in more than 20 years. Using colors inspired by its real and delicious food, the fast food chain unveil on Thursday, a retro-influenced new identity that includes a redesigned yet recognizable logo and new food packaging. Um, Jackie. Yeah, I saw the... N- when you said this is a little rebrand news, you really meant little. Like, this is the most insignificant... Guys, Google it. You will see these two logos are mirror images of another. Like, there's no. But here's the thing: when I saw the new logo, I was like, "What's changed?" Now I'm looking at the old logo and the new logo side by side, and there are a lot of changes. And I feel like that is the actual perfect rebrand, where it's like it doesn't feel unfamiliar to the customer, but we've updated it a little bit because now I'm looking at the before and I'm like, "That is so retro." Like, yeah. Well, I do think it's crazy that Burger King is still using that 
well, up until like today, were using that crazy logo because I, when I think of that logo, I think of like literally the Burger King in the town where we grew up in the 90s. Like that's when I think of, and I actually never realized like how old school it was. Yeah, this new logo is like reminding me more of like some of the other fast food chains, like like just this like retro vibe, like Whataburger. Yeah. I don't know. It's so interesting. Look at them side by side because it I can just see like the people in the room having these conversations about what these logos connote. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, when I, they're like the colors reflect the natural ingredients of all of our products. Like please. And you know, no, but when I saw this logo, I was like, wow, they used natural ingredients. <laughs> no, that was the first thing that came to your mind, right? hundred percent. So I guess that means that's a successful rebrand. I feel like I'm in a focus group. You know what's like, so try, funny? Like giving my opinion. Is like in terms of food, I feel like fast food restaurants serve like essentially like chemicals and shit. Like it's really not sophisticated. But at, from a marketing standpoint, they're like the most sophisticated businesses like in the country. Like they're constantly winning awards for like marketing, their commercials, their influencer partnerships. Like it is just like five out of five so high quality, so sophisticated for like like restaurants that literally serve like poison. Delicious no, poison. Totally. totally. But it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And also, I don't know if you listened to the episode, but Ben and I did a little fast food news. KFC is testing out beyond meat chicken fried chicken. Wow. Yeah. It kind of sounded gross. No, no, no. I'll be there. Okay. It, like that's what I like about um, like the impossible and beyond meats, it's like meat can be kind of gross sometimes. And you never know like what kind of bite you're going to get. That's true. When it's, when it's fake meat, like you don't have that worry of like, what the fuck did I just chomp into? No. Like was that dog? Sometimes <laughs> yeah, like, I'm eating like, no, or was that like bone or joint? Yeah. No, I, I feel that. Is that someone's finger? Like I feel that a hundred percent. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about like egg extraneous ingredients that could have been put into the mix. Oh, I am. Because that could happen with Beyond Meat, too. Oh, I'm talking about, like, the, like, bits of animal where it's like, I just ate someone's joint. No, like, did you ever see the person who went to Buffalo Wild Wings and got a beak? (laughs) (laughs) And he happened, he happened to be, like, a famous NHL player, and he tweeted them, like, what the fuck? You look in the bucket of chicken, and there's literally, like, a head. Stop. Stop. Google it, you guys. It's insane. Right, so like that's just one thing you won't get with, you know, fake meat, and that's another reason why I like it. Yeah, I feel like the worst thing you could get, like a piece of shrapnel, would be like the plastic that like the Beyond Meat like comes in. Yeah, and also when I've been like cooking with um, Beyond Meat ingredients, it's like if I don't cook it all the way through, like it's okay, you know. Yeah. Whereas with meat, it's very. That's why I hate cooking with meat. It's it's very scary. You could really do some damage. You could do some damage, yes. No, 100% with, like, working with raw meat. And so I like the fact, obviously, I still want to cook it through. But even if I didn't, like, it would just taste gross. Like, I would be okay, though. You want to get salmonella. Right. Hopefully. Um, So let's dive into our TV recap segment. Southern Charm was on last night. And our TV recap segment is brought to you by our Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? It is our subscription service. So if you love the toast five days a week for for zero dollars, you can pay seven dollars and ninety nine cents a month to get five extra episodes from Jackie and I. The episodes are podcasts, they're videos. Sometimes we do radio. They're very controversial episodes. Um, <laughs> they're anything you want. So that seven ninety nine gets you five extra episodes. It's a great way to support the toast. And then in exchange for the money, you get the five episodes and access to our Facebook group, which is the Toast After Dark, which is a premium group only for our premium members who pay for Patreon. Um, thank you to everyone who has been supporting the Patreon in the last few months. We really, really appreciate it, and we hope you've been enjoying the. 
content. Can't wait to see what happens yes. for the Patreon in 2021. Big things. I mean, I at least know for me that I'm doing my home tour soon. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, I might even have it in time for January. So head Ooh. over to patreon.com slash morning toast. All right, let's do Southern Charm. It wasn't, we don't, thankfully when I went to my DVR, there wasn't like four episodes for me to catch up on from winter break. They they spared us. Um, yeah. But it does feel like next week being the finale uh, is really soon. It does feel soon, but I think also they just had a hard time filming. Like yeah. they had started filming in March and then they skipped forward to May. I just think that they're like, it's a, it's a weird season. Yeah. Well, this episode was actually really good because that dinner party that Madison threw at first, I was like, this is a fabulous, socially distant COVID dream. Like outside, no one around you, this gorgeous tent sitting on the floor. feels like we're in Marrakesh. They like whatever company did this event. Like that was a great commercial for them, but the event itself, like immediately turned into a torture fest. Like Austin was in the worst mood. I don't even know why he came. Pringle was just like being put in the middle of him and Madison, even though like, I kind of like love Pringle and Madison. I know you do. I just feel like they're compatible. Like, I, I really do. And I'm also, like, even if I did ship them at one point, like, I'm worried because now, like, Pringle has seen, like, this side of Madison where she is, like, really hard on Austin. And I think personally, deservedly so, the way that he was behaving from the moment he showed up. Like, first of all, don't come if you say you're not going to come. And yeah. if you are going to come, let someone know so that there's a place setting for you. And then period. don't get mad, like, when someone, when the person whose seat you took needs their seat back. Right. And like you come, you don't have a seat, like just be grateful for any seat that you're given. Not like this one's in the sun. Like he was just being such a baby and like so such a spoiled brat, honestly. And that's just not how you invite when you're an invited guest. Oh, that's not how you act when you're an invited guest. And it's definitely not how you act when you are not invited anymore. Completely 100% agree. Um, To be honest, I really felt like in a lot of ways, Craig was really the voice of reason in last night's episode, because I felt like Catherine definitely has like a lot of conversations that need to be had with the women, but it's really a tough spot for her to be walking into because she doesn't know that Madison from Gwen's is even mad at her and she doesn't know why Danny's mad at her. So Danny's literally talked to everyone in Charleston about it very coherently, might I add, and never spoke about it to Catherine. So Catherine like is once again, like, tell me, and she just starts crying and like, I'm sympathetic because this friendship is obviously important to Danny, but like, you can't expect Catherine to read your mind. And what you actually got out of your mouth was not substantial enough for the way that you've been like acting around Catherine. A hundred percent. So either if that's really the reason why you're so upset, like that doesn't hold or like, again, you did not articulate why you are upset and like, why is it so difficult? I understand like it's hard to have hard conversations. 100%. At ease having them with everyone else. Yes. And and now this is her third attempt because Catherine came to her house. She couldn't do it. They spoke on the beach. She couldn't do it. They spoke on the beach again and she came back with, you said you were lonely, but I'm here for you. Yeah, no, that just makes no sense. Like it doesn't add up. And I understand Catherine like literally being like, I, I literally don't understand what you're talking about. And for me, like, I feel like this group of girls who have come together kind of like commiserating over their dis like of Catherine um ended up just being like a little too mean like they were just like finding fault in everything Catherine did like Catherine coming late with Craig like what does she need a bodyguard like yeah obviously she knows everyone in there like is talking shit about the embarrassing thing she did like of course she would want a bodyguard so like I just don't understand like when you're mad at someone like you you just get mad at them for weird things like taking the boat with Craig yeah no but that's what you do when you're mad at yeah and then like when they were like that you should separate Craig sitting next to Catherine right like let's isolate her yeah yeah I agree but like Catherine does need to have those conversations 100 percent she needs to like be mature and like look people in the eye and say what she needs to say and not like think that this is all gonna go away 
But I think she must be confused as to like why Danny's so mad at her. And like Danny's the maddest. Yeah. And I think, yes, but I think she definitely knows like what's going on with Madison from Gwen's because actually I think Catherine's mad at Madison and Madison's mad at Catherine. They both think that the other could have handled like the public emoji scandal better. So like honestly, those two need to have a conversation because that's like a legitimate argument to have with a friend. But like what's going on with Danny makes no sense. Yeah. I agree. And then we have the boat. And to be honest, like, at f- when when we first were introduced to Leva, I immediately liked her. Then I felt like she was really kind of spearheading these conversations about Catherine and the emoji, which I felt like were really important conversations. But then she was being, like, a little fake to Catherine, like, making Catherine think that, like, Leva liked her when it's very clear, like, Leva doesn't like her, you know? I'm not sure. I feel like... Oh. I was watching the scene when they walk back to the boat and like Leva was giving Catherine like some good advice. And so I'm not, I feel like she is trying to like give her advice and be there for her sort of. I don't get the vibe that like she's completely written her off and I don't feel like she's a fake person, but I I see what you're saying. It does appear to be fake. Like when the whole first half of the episode, she's like getting together with girls to just like talk shit about Catherine. And then she's like rubbing Catherine's back and being like, just, you know, giving her advice before the boat. Like it just, it feels insincere. I hear you. Um, But then the boat was just crazy. And honestly, everyone was at fault. Yeah, I think they were all like so drunk. They were literally drinking whole bottles of wine, and then like pour, like while they were getting on the boat, like pouring, pouring them into cups. into a cup, because they're all just telling each other to shut the fuck up. Even though like uh, Austin, I mean, I think Austin was like just on another planet the of, whole day of being wrong all day, and him getting involved in a conversation that had nothing to do with him. Like he's wrong. He was wrong for that. But then Leva took it to another level. She took it to another level. Oh, um, just like telling him to shut the fuck up three times, which is just like a main thing to say. But then like Madison getting involved, like everyone just started turning around. And the only person who wasn't getting involved was Catherine, who like the whole fight was about. Right. Exactly. Which is just funny. So it was just like a messy episode, but it was actually a really good episode. Um, and I'm surprised again that the finale is already next week, but I'm not mad because I just, I it's need a two part. It's a two part finale. So that's like two episodes. I oh, guess. and there's two reunions. So like we still have four more episodes. Yeah. Um, Shep and Taylor are, like, actually the cutest couple, and they're just like, leave me out of this. Like, we have matching towels and matching bathing suits. Like, I'm out of here. And, like, that is, like, the vibe I wish to accumulate, like, on every group trip moving forward for the rest of my life. A hundred percent. And I feel like for one of the first times, like, Shep is, like, realizing why it's so great to be in a relationship because you just, like, have a buddy Mm -hmm. to go exempt yourself from this conversation with. And, like, let's go put our feet in the water and jump in. Like, let's go have a good time. Right. And that's, like, the one of the major pluses of being in a relationship. Because if it were last year or any other year, Shep would have been, like, right in the middle of all the Craig and Austin drama, all the Danny and Catherine. Like, he just loves to put himself in, in the middle. And I think that him being in a relationship is actually really good for him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very much here for it, and, and she seems really sweet. Um, so this weekend, I'm just going to watch RuPaul. I think it's on tonight or Sunday. I can't remember which night, but I haven't watched the first episode of the season, so I'll watch that, and I'll talk about it a little bit on Monday for any of my drag queen steens. Nice. I'm going to finish Bridgerton. I'm going to catch up on, like, any old, like, housewives that have happened so that I'm ready for next week. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like there's so many more things that I need to watch, like, um, and maybe some Ina, if, if I can handle it. If you can squeeze her in. 
If I can stomach it. True. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And honestly, after a terrible week, just enjoy your weekend. Stay safe and just have a drink. Put your feet up. And thanks again for being a toaster. You guys all sound like beautiful, stunning, and smart queens who have amazing taste in podcasts, comedians, and influencers. We hope you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio. I already cast box all the places so wherever you listen to podcasts find us morning toast leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are jackie i believe i can announce that we will be back in studio on monday correct yes yes so jackie and i will be back on youtube doing our video and audio podcast starting monday so make sure you're subscribed to our youtube channel just youtube.com slash morning toast premium content at every turn have a great weekend everyone Bye-bye. bye bye